We'll uh, fade that out. I don't know about you, but I was really enjoying that. Uh, never heard it before. No idea what it is. But uh, its I just love that driving beat. Anyway. There might be a, a few of my listeners who... Uh, could identify that piece. Oh, we're not even going to be here. I'm just going to shut the radio off. Bam. There, we're done. Okay. Oop, boop, boop. Turn off the key. Scarborough dude sitting in his car outside the Stephen Leacock Community Recreation Center, 2500 Birchmount. Um, what a facility. Oh, my God. There were two huge, like, rinks. Uh, one was being used. It was young girls playing hockey but in shoes. Uh, it was not iced anymore, but I imagine in the winter it is iced. And the other one was a bunch of kids, little kids, um, playing uh, soccer and practicing and a lot of parents all around. What was interesting for me, and they may not be interesting for anybody else, there were no white people. This part of Scarborough, well, Scarborough is just multicultural, but it's just, you know, it's it, I look and I can't help. But notice, you know, where where are the where are the people like me? They're not, they're not here. I think there may have been one or two adults. There was up on the second floor. There was one of these, um, you know, things for walking around the entire length or distance of this uh, arena type place. And I thought, ooh, I should do that. Uh, the reason I'm here uh, this Sunday afternoon is this is where I will be tomorrow morning. When I come from my very first creative writing class, uh, and I just thought, oh, I want to find out. It's my nature. I want to know exactly where it is. Make sure I got the right place. No screw ups at the last minute, like what happened Friday when I met my friend. And um, yeah, I just wanted to be sure. I even wanted to find out where the room was. I even went into the room. Way at the end of the hall, but uh, now I know, and so I can come here with my coffee and relax Saturday morning, get started, and find out what this is all about. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm curious to know uh, a, a writing course for seniors. It just seems odd to me. There were like no other courses going on. There's all a lot of stuff for young people and after school programs and stuff. I did see, in terms of recreation, which is what I need, they had. Uh, Sitting yoga. Ah, that I could do. You know, yoga's out. Anything that involves balance or standing on one leg <laughs> or even bending over. No, no, can't do that. But sitting in a chair doing it like my wife probably teaches her seniors. Yeah, except, of course, it was full. So I'm a little late on that. I'm going to have to uh, start paying attention because I know I, I won't exercise at home. I just don't. But if it was something I could commit to, 
Um, preferably a little closer. This is at least a 20-minute drive to get here. Uh, sort of northwest Scarborough. But uh, what a facility. And it made me happy that, wow, Canada is such a great place. Well, civilized nations with money to spend and an infrastructure, you know, hey, there's actual working toilets and running water here. These are not givens all over the world. Uh, this is a clean facility with a staff with safety standards. There are programs, scheduled programs for your children. Wow. And this is how much? No, it's free if you live here and taxpayer. Maybe some of the, there might be some extra programs where you have to pay something. But it is quite fantastic. And uh, just, you know, another sign of, oh, my God, you look at the inequality in the world. And then you look at countries. I, I My day got off to a, an unpleasant start. I often check my Twitter feed and uh, somebody I follow... Side on a bench, uh, right by the dog park here in uh, Thompson Park. It's a uh, what is it? A Tuesday afternoon. I'm just back from the dentist, and uh, fortunately for me, it was um, almost a pleasant experience. The uh, I, if you listen to the last episode, you know I had a meltdown. Was in tears. Uh, this was just fine. Um, she did such a wonderful job. She knew, okay, how are you doing? We'll go easy. And she did everything that she had to do, including taking x-rays at the end. Uh, with just so much kindness and, and professionalism. Uh, and then Dr. Isabel came in, and I thanked her as well for the compassion they had showed to me um, on my last visit when uh, I just fell apart. Nothing like that today. It was just a good visit and uh, got stuff done. I was tense before going. And, oh my God. And I had a little pill um, that was one of these things that you can take. They're fairly calm. They're, I mean, they're fairly common for just calming people down. Might have been like a diazepam or something. Um, and, but this was an extremely small uh, percentage, so I took it an hour before the visit, but I didn't feel anything. I can't say there were any effects to that at all. But uh, anyway, so much better, and I, I sort of redeemed myself. Okay, I am a normal person. They don't have to worry about me crying every time I visit now. So that's done, and it's out of the way, and all the tension is gone. That feels good. And I thought, well, I better stop by Bluffers and um, take a bit of a walk and start the podcast. I recorded a clip on Sunday, and it was so full of anger at something I had seen, a video I had seen that just had me uh, spouting hatred for the kind of people who would do the kind of things that I saw. And, and I just made the decision, no, scrap that one. Don't share it. So uh, I'm here instead. Um, feeling kind of good, I guess, because I got through that the whole day. And... I'm just so grateful that I live in a country where there are educated people, clean facilities, state-of-the-art equipment, uh, 
all these benefits. Uh, you think, go back in history any time, and my God, you got a problem with your teeth? Oh, best we just yank them things out. It's going to hurt a little. Anyway, let's uh, park the dentist. I was listening to uh, In Your Ear Holes. Um, I only got halfway through because all I wanted to hear was Perry Como. And I had to comment. I mean, there was, of course, jokes about Perry Como and how bland, how white the man was. Uh, it was a hit in 1959, uh, Magic Moments. And around that time also was... Um, Catch a Falling Star. Both of those songs I loved. Now, I'm an 11-year-old kid, and this is on the radio all the time. You're listening to AM radio. It's in the house. It's in the car. It's wherever you happen to be. Uh, But I'm just hearing that. And that was his prime time. I'm going to this little suburban in Lachine Elementary School. And there were people who actually had, I think there was a um, Perry Como sweaters, which was just kind of a cardigan. Um, it was a, a fashion thing. Now, Pat Boone was around at the same time, and I, I did not like Pat Boone. He, he was too white. Um, his song then, around that time, would have been... Um, Love Letters in the Sand. And I just knew, you just he reeked the new Christianity. He just reeked a, a, uh, an insincere purity. I just didn't like him. But Perry Como, I liked that song. And so it's very funny hearing younger people going on, and uh, especially... Uh, Jason, Ohio Jason, you know, hating it, thinking it was so boring, put, put anybody to sleep. But, of course, he's hearing it, you know, now on a podcast by a song Jason said, this is what my mother listened to. Uh, but it's like the early days of the Beatles. I know if the Beatles had tried to start now with the songs they put out in those first albums, they wouldn't get anywhere. They, You know, I mean, music has changed thanks to the Beatles, but... It had to be a time of innocence when the Beatles put out those songs that fit in, and then gradually they changed times, changed music, changed drugs, changed the world, and and uh, everything moved along sort of in sync. But in the times of Perry Como, that's it. There, you, you know, there was a thing called puppy love and uh, and innocence. Nobody, nobody in elementary schools thinking and talking about fucking. You know, it just wasn't. And, and in a way, it's sad for that loss. Now, I get scared when I think of going back, you know, um, like the illusion some Americans have about um, uh, going back to the good old days. And you think of the Handmaid's Tale of yeah, the, this is this is how things must be, and these are the rules you follow. That's that's really scary. That's dark. Um, but there was a time for innocence, and it was a maybe a lovely time to have lived through. Okay, I think I'll leave it there. I don't really have anything to say. I'm sort of drained of uh, the last piece was full of too much anger and emotion. And uh, this time, I don't have anything that I'm feeling very much about. Um, There is a passage I wanted to share. I don't know if I can read it to make make this recording worthwhile. Um, Was it a tweet I shared? No, it was a... All right. It's by that person again, and I've again I I've got to learn his pronunciation. Thiknat Han. Fitch, maybe Fitch, not Han. Anyway, three words, Buddhist. And this particular quote was: "The next Buddha will not take the form of a person. The next Buddha." will rather take the shape of a community. Uh, 
a community that practices understanding and loving kindness. A community that practices a way of conscious living. This may be the most important thing for Earth's survival. Now, I shared that with a couple of people because I liked it, and I like that that whole idea. Don't wait for one Messiah to come about. What the world needs is to live together in harmony, in the form of a community, of people helping each other. And, and when I was at the dentist, you know, I'm that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm feeling. Here is a woman trained in a community college, I guess, who's decided this is how I want to earn my living, to pay for my house, whatever. And the dental office is well-equipped, fully staffed. Uh, There's pictures of the staff with just first names only so nobody can harass them. And it was an example of of a community meeting a common good. Now, unfortunately, of course, uh, it's out of reach for a lot of people who don't have the money, and I will soon blow through the, uh, I don't know if it's $1,000 or maybe it's just $500 a year on Alco's benefits plan. But it's something I want to celebrate. I think the other thing that I, in the tape that I erased, was I went out to this Stephen Leacock Community Center on... um, on the Sunday, and then went again yesterday, Monday, for my first writing class. So I guess now that I've got your attention, I should talk about that a little bit. It is being taught by a woman who has published uh, a few books, three or four at least. Uh, She knows the business. She works as an agent as well. And she's taught this course many, many times. There was only myself and four elderly ladies in the course, and that was okay. I sat right up front because of my hearing problems. And uh, she did a big overview on, you know, getting published and so on. She did ask to start off in interviews, and I thought, okay, good, there's only, there was only three of us at that time. You know, intri- intri- in, not interviews, but introduce yourself. And um, she didn't ask any questions. I thought I gave a fairly extensive one, and as you can imagine. And uh, she just sort of cut it, all right, thank you, next. And the rest are considerably shorter, and you didn't really hear much about the person. So it really wasn't a get-to-know-you session at all, which I thought the first class would have or should have been. But anyway, it didn't matter. As soon as I got home, I googled her name and looked up what she had published. Make sure she's the real thing, and she is. Uh, it is going to be a good thing for me, because already she gave her first assignment, which was to write about a typical day under COVID. And uh, I had fun with it. I put something together within an hour. I was kind of pleased with it. I tweaked it a little bit here and there and changed the ending and, uh, you know, re structured a few sentences, but uh, did it in pretty class, fast time, and, and I'm just sort of pleased with the end result. So what we have to do now is read them aloud next week. We don't have to pass them around. Nobody's going to be, you know, taking pens to, uh, red pens to our work. You read them and then comment on each other's. I suppose that's how it'll work. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad I signed up for that. I will try to go to all the sessions. Uh, just for the sake of having a little bit of practice. Now, if only I could find a drop-in exercise class that would force me to uh, to get exercise, you know, like sitting in the yoga for chair, sitting in a chair for yoga, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, the other point I wanted to make was that it's just absolutely wonderful to see these huge community centers with... This one had, like, two full-size rinks with no ice at this point, but they are playing soccer, floor hockey... Um, uh, people wandering around, several classrooms being used for, you know, preschool programs, full use, the place was busy, and it's just wonderful. That, that is the height of civilization. When you have in your city, there are several community centers scattered around the city that uh, serves the needs 
of the uh, of the public, uh, of the citizens of that city. Uh, this is such a good thing and something to be so grateful for. All right, I'll leave it at that. I'm going to go continue my walk, Scarborough dude. Kind of low-key, I guess, but uh, it's to be expected tomorrow. I take Sal in for dewinterizing, so soon I'll be able to go camping. Still a bit cold, but uh, won't be long. Signing out from Bluffers Park, the, uh, no, not Bluffers Park, Thompson Park, the uh, dog park side. Bye for now. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm, calm down. Okay. Jesus. Scarborough dude. Here at, uh, this time it is Bluffers Park. Oh, one of those strange days, you know, it gets cloudy and cold and you feel shitty and you roll up the windows and then the next thing it's sunny and hot. You got the windows down. But I'm sitting in Sal. I, uh, drove down here. I had a, I had a few things to do. Yesterday, I took it in to Owasco, I'm wearing the Owasco hat now, to um, get it dewinterized, flush out all the antifreeze and so on, and uh, the mechanic came out, and he was great, been there 17 years, you know, he knows what he's doing, and he came out and he said, now all you have to do is just uh, turn on your hot tap, and you'll get, the air will take a while to come out, and you'll hear it gushing and so on, and then eventually, then you'll be fine. I said, that's all I have to do? Yeah, just turn on your hot hot tap, because we didn't fill the hot water heater for you, because our water's not good here. So you just just turn on the tap, and it'll cycle through the heater, and you'll be fine. So, sounded simple. I had him repeat it a couple times. The instructions are written down there. Got home. Got the hose out. First of all, I said, no, no, remember, there's a high-pressure valve that you bought at this same place. Screw that onto the hose first between the hose and the nozzle, so you're not getting the water going in at too high a pressure. And uh, started filling the tank, and I'm looking, I've got, it's the driver's door side, which turns out is the, I don't remember, it's the inside or the outside tank. There's two tanks so that you can use one in winter if you need. Anyway, um... Filling it, and I'm looking out the door, and I see a little water trickling down the driveway. I thought, well, I don't see. It's not coming out of the hose. The tank, surely the tank's not leaking. I would have known about that. I couldn't figure it out. And spent too much time seeing this water going down our driveway. Jesus. And then I'd go inside, and I'd check that we got a little panel that shows your water levels. Oh, God, there's nothing in it. hardly anything in it. And I open up a little thing. Well, maybe there's a there's a leak somewhere. And I open up. I got another little panel in the back for a shower hose. Uh, if you want to wash your feet off at the campsite, you know, a couple little taps there, and you can connect a hose to that and have your shower outside if you like. Oh, okay. Well, one of them was open. Oh, damn, that's it. Well, by this time I'm tired. I'm like, no, I'm going to deal with it tomorrow. I, I'm just kind of frustrated because it didn't seem to be working right. Anyway. Today I started all over again. And you got to remember, I probably don't need to remind you, I'm very incompetent when it comes to fixing anything. Just doing things that require a little bit of logic, you know. The kind of thing the dumbest kid in the class could do without a problem, but I can't. So... I start again, I look and, damn it, damn it, damn it, there's water coming out again. So finally, I stop. Hey, I'm not going to do what I did yesterday, just keep filling the damn thing. I get underneath and I see, wow, there's an opening here, like a, a, a hose end, and there's water just dripping out of it. Oh, and there's a little lever. Well, why would he have left that open? He opened that, I guess, to drain the tanks, but never closed it. Well, it didn't make any sense. So it was very stiff. I managed to close it and managed to fill part of that tank. Then back the car in. But meanwhile, still, it's not coming out of the sink. It's not 
flushing the toilet. So the water seems to be coming into the van, but it's not coming out the taps. Oh, my God. Now, there is a road trek manual, and there are pages with many numbered diagrams showing the positionings of all the different taps. It's a very complicated system. It's not just one on-off tap. These are little, you know, switches uh, in line with a pipe. That means the water will flow through it. Turn it right 90 degrees, uh, it cuts off. And you change these depending on whether it's winter and you don't want anything going through or summer and you want to be able to use your taps and your hot water and everything else. Anyway, I look at these things and it just, you know, it, it just pains me. I can't follow simple instructions. And I'm reading and I've gone through this many times. Nothing is working. Water's not coming out of the tap. So anyway, I back the car. I back the van out. Back it in. I'm going to fill the rear tank. Maybe there's no cutoff valve there. And sure enough, I get water sort of spitting through the kitchen sink. And okay, well, at least one of the tanks is flowing water into the system. But, you know, I'm going to need help with that. Then I looked around the van. Oh, my God, it's filthy. And things like it's parked right next to a neighbor's tree. And all the stuff from the tree, all the crud falls on my windscreen and into my engine and all over. And I hadn't cleaned any of that out. And people with road tracks take pride in them. They're they're spotless. Well, mine is it hasn't been cleaned since yeah, well, a long time. <sighs> I, I've really got to do a better job. I, I, I wish, part of my nature, I wish I had a little self-discipline. I wish I could train myself. And it's just, I'm kind of, no, it's, it's good enough. No, I don't feel like it. Who wants to do that? And and I know, you know, I'm, I'm going to try. I've done some things properly. I mean, I'm not a total write-off. Things are not a complete mess. But I could be doing a better job. So, anyway, I figured, oh, another good thing, get propane. The propane tank's only a third full. And there's a place really close by in Scarborough, Morningside and Kingston Road, you can... Have your propane tank filled just uh, filled just like the taxi drivers do, and uh, so great do that. But meanwhile, I'm unplugged, and the fridge is supposed to automatically switch to propane to cool it when it's not plugged in and you're running on electricity, direct current or AC. Um, so, oh God, that's not working now. And I try a few times. And Anyway, I went and filled it up with propane, $17.40 for to fill the top up the tank. Gave him 20 thanked him very much. It's a great little service. And I'm just lucky to have that because some parts of the country it's hard to get propane. Uh, no problem here. Anyway, I figured, okay, think, Ken. See if your burner is working, your stove. So I get out the uh, torch, turn on the gas, light it up, bam. Okay, that's working fine. So somewhere there's a problem between the propane going to whatever it is that ignites the fridge or gets the fridge going, and and it's working for the burners. And I can't figure it out. Again, somebody else. If you have your your guys like your, um, you know, your Michael in Copper Harbor, uh, this guy, he would, he would figure it out in no time. He go, no, here's your problem. You got to do this, a little dirt here and this, you know, nozzle and, uh, fix this and do that. And it's done, but it's not for me. So I'm hoping there's a group, Road Trek group camp out in May, May 6th to 8th at Pinery. And I'm hoping I'm going to be able to ask somebody there if I haven't solved the problem before then. Can you help me out, please? Can you just show me? I mean, it's not the kind of thing you take into a dealer and get overcharged. Oh, you got to replace this. Oh, my God, yeah. That thing's all fucked up. No, no, you need a new one of those. I'll have to order it. Cost 280 bucks, and uh, then it'll be about two hours. Really buggers to put in. You know, two hours uh, labor on top of that. So, yeah, we're looking around 500 bucks. Fuck you. No, you're not. It's a very simple problem that can be fixed. <sighs> You can tell. I get a little frustrated. All right, I'm going to leave that behind. It's just nice to have the road trek out and uh, be sitting here. And I did. Oh, yeah, last night I booked a campsite. So I'm not going to wait till May 6th. I'm actually going April 
20 to 22nd, I'm going to Craigleith, which is up on Georgian Bay. I've been there once before, about four years ago. So I booked a couple of nights there, and it looks like I'm backing right out onto the water. So uh, that was kind of lucky. About a two-hour drive north of here. So you'll be hearing from me probably in a happier frame of mind, unless the weed fucks me up, um, from a campsite, which I'm just ready to go. And I, and I'm what I'm trying to do is get myself psyched up enough so that I am able to take on a maritime holiday this summer and, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. Uh, we'll see how that goes. <sighs> I don't know what else there is in the way of news. Um, again, listening to Kenneth, and we, we had, he will have groaned over the first thing I just shared with you from our Buddhist, uh, man talking about it. But I, I like that idea that, hey, everybody in the planet wants to get enlightenment. Well, not everybody, but people think, oh, how do I, how do I get in a better headspace? But, um, the problems we're facing aren't going to be solved without cooperation, like working, realizing, no, no, we are social animals. We need to be living together in some kind of peace and, and, you know, with cooperative rules. And I know sometimes religions seem to offer that. Here are the rules, follow them. Everybody will be okay. Well, that's not the case because some of those religions, we won't get into that. We won't get into that. But, you know, that ain't the answer. Um, I don't know if this this is maybe seems like an aside. I'll get back to that. Uh, Kenneth, by the way, you, you can offend me anytime. You know, insult me, challenge me, tell me my thinking is stupid. I that That's not a problem. Uh, thinking you'd have to tiptoe around my feelings would ruin any hope of uh, this continuing friendship. And I think it's a pretty pretty good one now. I I find you a very interesting character, and I hope you still find me interesting. And uh, that's good enough for a relationship. So uh, don't worry if you disagree vehemently with anything I have to say. Um, I do find it interesting that Kenneth's disdain for the state of America. In our creative writing class on Monday... Uh, she had mentioned the average vocabulary of the average American. Now, I've heard these stats before, and who knows how they gather them, or, you know, there's, there's going to be all kinds of exceptions. But the average is about apparently 3,000 words, somewhere in there, that people use just to get by. 3,000 words. For Canada, the average is five to six thousand, like almost double. Maybe it was three to four thousand or something in there. But anyway, we're almost double. Um and I think maybe it's the fact that we do have a second language, we do take it more seriously. Although no that doesn't hold up because I mean there's so many Hispanic Americans and people speaking Spanish. But whatever the reason, maybe we read more, I don't know. And maybe our school system, I'm sure is a little more disciplined. We don't have the marching bands, but we do have or we did have uh, good literacy programs. <sighs> In Britain, it's double again, maybe closer to 12,000, and that's understandable. And then apparently Shakespeare had something over 50,000 words. So you've probably heard all this before, but it is it, it is interesting because it does probably reflect when it comes to things like elections and choosing leaders and who you respect. It isn't about somebody who speaks well. In the old days, you know, you'd listen to an Aldous Huxley or somebody like that speaker, George Orwell. And these are people who could write interesting novels, but they could also write essays. They had command of the language, and people could actually read and understand and appreciate a well-written essay. That's just not true anymore. It just doesn't work that way. Nobody's got time. No, give me a tweet. What's the punchline? And boy, oh boy, oh boy, this this is the decline and fall of a civilization. All right, let's move from there. Yeah, I know. Enough. He's telling me enough of that shit. Um, on to the war, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. 
heartbreaking still every day, but I'm coming to feel a little uncomfortable with the almost black and white picture that that seems to be framed around this. The Russians are the bad guys, the Ukrainians are the good guys. Um, And yeah, like, again, I hold Putin responsible uh, more than the Russian people. And now there's talk of the atrocities and, you know, using this as a weapon, look at what the Russian soldiers have done, put more pressure on them, give us more weapons. But there seems to be, and it bothers me, war is war and two sides are fighting and they're killing each other. And and not every soldier is bad or deserves to be killed. And they showed a thing like, look how clever the... uh, the Ukrainians are for, you know, an undisciplined army. Well, they are quite disciplined, apparently. Uh, they stop this line of armored vehicles. They stop the first one, they stop the last one. So they can't go forward, they can't go backward. And then they destroy it all in the middle. Well, what they're not showing is they would have killed, burned, you know, blown up every fucking soldier in all in that line of tanks. And they're, they're sort of almost, this is like a point of pride, but it's it's war, and there's no way of seeing, oh, isn't that great? Look what they did. Ah, they outsmarted the Russians there. Those are humans. Those are people being burned and killed and shot. Those are people who didn't want to die. Those are mothers back home, wives, daughters, children. They didn't want them to be killed. In this needless, stupid, fucking goddamn war. And when the truth is told down the road, and maybe Putin has tried for war crimes, if the people investigating do their job properly, you can be pretty sure there were war crimes, which means torture, killing of, you know, prisoners, executions of Ukrainians killing Russians that way. There, there, isn't, there aren't good guys in a war. It's just tragic all around. Yes, I want Ukraine to win. Yes, I want Russia out. They're going to end up slicing off a piece of Ukraine and taking it, and that'll be the end of that. Putin, I don't know. I like the fact that they're going to put some pressure on his daughters now. They've released all the information. We know who they are. And uh, if they're outside of Russia and they have a lot of assets, those are going to be frozen too. Got to continue to put the pressure on Putin. Anyway, enough of that ugly talk. I know, I know you'd like a change of topic. It's sunny. I'm feeling a little down because I haven't solved my fridge problem. When, When the van is not plugged in... The fridge isn't being cold. I could put it on DC. I could put the inverter on and use the house batteries, I believe, to charge the fridge. It doesn't work very well and it drains the batteries. When I'm at home and it's plugged into the driveway, it automatically goes to AC and remains somewhat cool. But it should be able to, when I'm parked, or when I'm, more importantly, when you're driving down the highway on my way to New Brunswick, I want my fridge to be working on propane, so the beer is cold at the end of the day. All right. So, boys and girls, that's it for now. And um, I'll be back in a little while feeling okay. Okay, okay.
Okay, here we go. Last segment, folks. Um, sitting in the road track in my driveway. It's about noon on a Friday afternoon. Usually I have this thing finished by Thursday, but uh, eh, we just started a little later this week. I've got some music in the background. That is my uh, wife's old iPhone that I've got on shuffle. I'm always raving when I take a walk how amazing it feels just to listen to this great music on shuffle. So I have it in the background. You probably won't even be able to hear it uh, over my talking or under my talking. Um, But it's sort of a test to say everything is great. Probably a song will come up and it's like, oh, that's kind of shitty. I didn't want to hear that one. But I'm just leaving it as is so it's there in the background, uh, you know, for whatever reason I'm doing it, I don't know. Speaking of music, I'm going to start off with news. Pink Floyd has released its first new song in, I think, maybe 19 years or something. Now, I saw this headline, I thought, wow, that's big news. And then realized, no, it's only David Gilmour and Rick Mason. There is no Rogers Wat- Roger Waters. So to me, that's not Pink Floyd. It doesn't count as Pink Floyd. But uh, they did it a song called Hey Hey Rise Up. Uh, in support of the uh, poor people in the Ukraine, supporting a singer who um, sang that song. It's kind of a nice piece. I was thinking I might end it with this, but you can find that for yourself. Pink Floyd, hey, hey, rise up. Um, Headlined is, wow, reunion, and it's not, okay? Um, The movie Scarborough, I told you I had read the book a few years ago. Went and saw the movie when my son was here from Vancouver last time. And I was delighted to hear, tonight is the Canadian Screen uh, Awards, and it's up for 11 nominations, and I think that's terrific. It was a great little movie. I'm proud of Scarborough. I like Scarborough. I'm a Scarborough supporter, and uh, I just wish more people would make an effort to go and see this film. Uh, It was really well done. Okay. Um, Now a little housekeeping. There was Am I going too fast for you? Sorry. I'm, I'm kind of, this is uh, Ween in the background, and so I'm kind of excited, and it's a happy, fast-moving tune. You know what I miss in terms of music? God damn, the music that moves me the most. Small country and western bar, live band on stage, just kicking the shit out of it. And uh, there's been great times in my life when I've done that. Prince George was the highlight. But you, you could even find it in Toronto and other places. And you just don't see much of that anymore, you know? Okay. So anyway, um, there was a song at the very beginning. I decided what I did was I included the first clip I recorded Sunday, contradicting myself. But I cut out the part with all the venom and hatred. And uh, so that that's when you heard, like, it sounded like a bassoon something. I think it might have been done by my friend Milan with the bell in it. I thought that was a beautiful, in place of all the anger, just that neat calming sound. So thanks Milan, if that was you, and I I suspect it was. Um, That song was Mama Said Knock You Out by LL Cool J. And I bet you a few of my listeners at least knew that right away. MMD would have if MMD still listens. But uh, one of the lines was, listen to that, listen to the bass go boom. And I, I really, really liked that song. Not sure about all the lyrics that I read through, but uh, it was neat. Okay, moving on. Um, community. Yeah, last night, what I'm doing now on TV, if I'm not up for watching a whole movie, I'll switch on episodes of Community. And again... Wow, I love that show. Scrubs was another great show. There's been a few, uh, was it Six Feet Under? There's been so many really good quality TV series. And it's amazing because it takes such skill. I mean, so many people, the writers, the actors, the directors, the the props people, the, the costume designers. I mean, so many people involved in a production, creative, artsy people. I love it. Thank you. But this show, Community, it is, it's what, such imagination to this this cast of people. This was, I'm watching, I'm up to season five, unfortunately, at the end. Chevy Chase is gone, and uh, I guess is it David Glover's uh, leaving here. Uh, but so much fun. Uh, anyway, 
the episode I just watched was called Geothermal Escapism. Uh, sort of nicknamed Hot Lava. That would be Season 5, Episode 5, I believe. Anyway, 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 just happy that I live in a world with amazing, amazing music. Okay, so, other news. There are people who claim, scientists, uh, paleontologists, I don't know, uh, who claim they may have found uh, part of a dinosaur, even with the scaly living intact, uh, the skin on it, um, that might have been wiped out the day or the, the time of the explosion that wiped out the dinosaurs 66 million years ago. And that is just so fascinating to think, oh my God, it doesn't matter if it was actually that connection, but it is, it's got the potential because they found these weird um, glassy substances which would have come from, this is the, the meteor, I'll read a little bit, okay? Uh, the day 66 million years ago when the reign of the dinosaurs ended and the rise of mammals began. You think of that. If this thing had not struck Earth, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. You wouldn't be listening. You wouldn't be here. Oh, my God. You know, how, how is it possible for anybody to believe in a God that made the world? Like, you know, okay, sorry. They didn't know all this stuff back. We know it now. So take your God and park him over there somewhere, you know? Come, come on, come on. There's a randomness to life that is just beyond comprehension. Holy fuck. Yeah, you mean if that didn't happen? Like, well, why did that happen? Well, hey, the, the, the things were in motion, okay? Anyway, um, it is now widely accepted that a roughly 12-kilometer-wide space rock hit our planet to cause the last mass extinction. And the sites in the Gulf of Mexico off the Yucatan Peninsula, slivers of the impactor that killed the dinosaurs have been discovered, said scientists studying a North Dakota site that is a time capsule of that calamitous day 66 million years ago. The object that slammed off the Yucatan Peninsula is what today Mexico was about six miles wide. Scientists estimate, but the identification of the object, which remained a subject of debate, was an asteroid or a comet. If it was an asteroid, what kind was it? A solid metallic one or a rubble pile of rocks and dust held together by gravity? Hmm. So... Uh, in April, this month, I think April 15th, there's going to be a new video uh, narrated by David Attenborough, worth listening to, called Dinosaurs, The Final Day, a BBC documentary. So uh, look for that. It'll be on Nova as well. Um, anyway, uh, that's just so fascinating. Okay. All right. Moving on. I'm, I'm going through a bunch of stuff just because... Uh, <laughs> because I made notes. Um, February 8th, that's just today, but 2010, so we're looking 12 years ago today. I posted this on Facebook. Thank you, Facebook, for reminding me. And I'm going to read it once more because see if it has any meaning to you or resonance still. The process of the good life is not, I am convinced, a life for the faint-hearted. It involves the stretching and growing of becoming more and more of one's potentialities. It involves the courage to be. It means launching oneself fully into the stream of life. That would be Carl Rogers, of course, from the book On Becoming a Person, 1961. Thank you very much, Carl Rogers. I love you. Okay. Now... I look up the pronunciation, so uh, Kenneth Pereiro, take note, please. It should be pronounced the man you probably don't uh, don't respect. As a, as a, well, but you, come on, you have to respect him. Uh, you don't have to. All right, all right. Do whatever you want. The name is Thich Nhat Hanh. Thich Nhat Hanh. Thich Nhat Hanh. Uh, Vietnamese. Uh, he was uh, nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in 1967 by Martin Luther King Jr., um, for his work in Vietnam trying to bring the North and the South together. The South Vietnamese decided they had no use for him. He's a commie and threw him out. And so he lived in France and he created a, a plum, plum something uh, retreat. 
and uh, lived there for the longest time till he was invited to come back to Vietnam. Uh, and he died, and I guess that's why I'm reading all these posts on uh, Instagram and everywhere else. He died January 22nd this year, 2022, at the age of 95. And uh, it's one more of those things that, oh, if I won the million dollars, yeah, I'd go to a few Formula One races. I would go to this retreat in France because I'm sure there are similarly like-minded, kind, gentle, loving, inspiring people there. And I would want to be part of that community for a little while, okay? So uh, anyway, now that I've given the uh, the background here, uh, Kenneth, you can block your ears if you like. I'm going to read out uh, what I shared with a few people today. I laugh when I think how I once sought paradise as a realm outside of the world of birth. It is right in the world of birth and death that the miraculous truth is revealed. Okay, It is right in the world of birth and death that the miraculous truth is revealed. It's our world here. It's not somewhere else. But this is not the laughter of someone who suddenly acquires a great fortune. <laughs> neither is it the laughter of one who has won a victory. <laughs> no, it's neither of those laughters. No, it's a different laughter. It is rather the laughter of one who, having painfully searched for something for a long time, finds it one morning in the pocket of his coat. Okay, do I need to repeat that? It is rather the laughter of one who, after painfully searching for something for a long time, finds it one morning in the pocket of his coat. Thank you very much. So I could almost leave it there. Um, I mean, that's, that's all I had for notes. I guess, yeah, I could freestyle. What do you think of this stuff in the background? It's kind of weird, but I'm I'm enjoying it. And when I go out for my walks in the park and I don't know what's coming next, and suddenly I'm hearing, like, for instance, right now, oh, this is Ween again. Thank you. Camino, this is from God Ween Satan, the anniversary edition. Um, I'm glad I've got a lot of Ween on this old iPhone because it, it's bizarre stuff. Sometimes you just want to fuck with your head. 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 You can never have too much ween. I think I said that, didn't I? Okay. Some may disagree. Hey, but uh, it does it to me because you, you need you need a reboot once in a while, you know. You can't have too much pericomo. You can have a little bit of a reboot. Oh, by the way, I uh, I think the picture for this episode will be a uh, a hit chart from 1957. And uh, take a look if you are able to at that image and see what was playing when I was a nine-year-old and listening to the radio. My sister had a portable radio, but we had radios on. We had music on. So uh, it was, you know, it was part of our life. So I would have heard that stuff. Okay, I think I'm done here. I think this is the end. It's, I'm kind of excited today. You can tell my energy is up. I'm not sure why. It's Friday, so it's a good feeling. I got the Beatles on in the background. That is a great, 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 great Beatles song. So, uh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm I'm fucking high on energy. Holy shit. Jesus. I could walk that whole Appalachian Trail all by myself now. Top speed. I'll be passing Kenneth. He'd be saying, holy fuck, man. Who was that? That was a fucking ghost just fucking whispered right by me. Holy fuck, man. Did you see that guy go? Yeah, that's me, folks. Hey, by the way, did, did I tell you? I don't know if I even told you. I signed up for a, um, 
CM CAM CAMH CAMH Hospital here, mental health uh, test study. I don't know if I included that yesterday, but I'll just repeat it now, just in case. Um, for the effects of marijuana on driving reactions, and I will get paid for it if I'm accepted, and I have to buy pre-rolled joints, and they will pay me for my joints. They won't buy them for me. There's a lot of legal loopholes they've got to dance around, you know? But what I do is I get to sit in front of a simulator, have blood and urine samples and everything else taken and heart rate, and I don't know what else they're going to do. The whole deal. I mean, it's a real commitment. Two seven-hour days, TTC only. Hey, hey, you're not driving there, buddy. Driving home. No, thank you. Uh, That's what it's all about. So I'm very excited about that. So stay tuned. You'll be hearing more. That'll be taking place in May. So I just have to uh, get to the first appointment and make sure I meet all their criteria. And uh, then uh, then we'll hear about it. I think it's great. It's a study that should be done to find out uh, what are the uh, effects of getting high and driving a car, you know. And probably it'll be things like suddenly you'll see a body or, or, you know, a kid crossing the road or an emergency light or a car, you know. There'll be things you got to react to. Um, and in the best of times, I might have trouble, but under the influence, mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Scarborough Dude, I'm done. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, what do we got next? Yeah.